Welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Hey, friends, welcome back. I'm here uh, with who you guys know is my favorite person. His name's James Meehan. And James, thanks for hanging out with me again today. Regardless, even though sometimes I say mean things about you, you just keep coming back. And I just appreciate <laughs> I just I just appreciate that you're you know you have thick skin. Well, it's because every ten mean things you say one nice thing, yeah, and that's, that's all it takes, and that's enough to keep me coming back. <laughs> Man, that's good for me to know. So I have nine more. Um, all right, hey guys. So something that we're doing this week, we gathered some questions that parents had that they're just asking questions about switch in general. And we thought this might be a really good thing for our leaders to hear for a couple of reasons. One, it's good for you as a switch leader to know what the parents of your students are wondering, like what things they might not know about that they're interested in. And two, it's good for you to know the answer to some of those questions. So some of these questions you are naturally going to know the answer to, but it'd be good for you to know that they're that they're interested in the answers. And then some of them might be things that are a little bit new to you, and we're going to try to just give some clarity on them. So I've kind of broken them up into different segments or different topics that kind of felt like it described the subject matter. So these first five questions, I'm going to just read through these five questions, and they're all around the idea of resources. One of them is, what are the most tangible ways to better connect with what happens on a Wednesday night? that I don't get to be a part of with my students because, you know, obviously parents don't get to be there on a Wednesday. So it makes sense that they're asking that question. The second one was what can I be doing at home to support my students growth that happens at switch? So again, great question. The third one, can I have access to materials that my kids are learning? Fourth question is what resources do I have as a parent? And then the fifth question is, how do I navigate my students' use of technology? So all really good questions, all kind of asking like, you know, like I want to be resourced. I want to know what's going on with my kid. I love that you're there and you're teaching my kid. How do we bridge the gap? Like, how can I know what's going on and be a part of that? Yeah, I think these are all really good questions. And what I like about it is it shows these parents care about what is happening in the life and faith of their kid when they're under our care. And so right. some of the things that you may or may not be aware of, if I were to be asked these questions by a parent, some of the stuff I'd tell them is, man, you should follow us on YouTube. Subscribe to the Switch Youth YouTube channel because our messages that we play every week go live on YouTube every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. So that's a super tangible way for a parent to be in the know of what we're teaching their kids every single week. Another thing is, most of you as leaders hopefully know about this, but the Uversion app has the events feature that we use to get to the digital message guide. That's actually a really cool thing that most parents have no idea about. But if you just tell them about it and show them how to access it, then they can actually see the scriptures, the main point, and the small group questions that we talk about on Wednesday so they can keep the conversation going on the drive home or the next day around the dinner table. And that's a really, really helpful way for parents to be in the know and to continue to support the growth of their students when they're not at switch. Another thing right. that we do that hopefully most parents are aware of, but if they aren't, it's really helpful that they know this is a thing, which are the monthly emails that come from the youth pastor to the parent, because each of those emails gives an overview of what's coming in the next month. 
plus some really tangible and like helpful next steps those parents can be taking either in their own faith or to support the faith of their kid. One last one that I think is so, so helpful. There's an organization called Axis where their entire ministry is about equipping parents with resources to help them raise and disciple their kids in what is absolutely a really complicated world. They have two specific things I love. One is the Culture Translator, which is a weekly email that gives you the top three things that happened in culture that week, what they were, why it matters, and how to talk about them with your kid or your student that parents can subscribe to. I encourage every youth pastor, parent, and small group leader I know to subscribe to this because it's just so helpful to be aware. And then they also have what are called parent guides, which are much more substantial walkthroughs on how a parent can talk to their teenager about all sorts of things like self-harm, mental illness, technology, screen time, like the latest album from Taylor Swift. Like they range so many different topics and they are so, so helpful to help parents have the confidence to navigate those conversations well. Right. And if you're a switch leader or a parent and you hear students say things a lot and you find yourself going, what does that mean? You know, <laughs> yes. and you just find that doing that a lot. Culture Translator and really Access in general is a really, it's a really good tool for that because like you were saying, it keeps you up to date on what is happening in culture specifically for our students. So yep. we, like when we think about culture, sometimes we think a little bit more like we might be thinking politically or we might be thinking like in the workforce, we could be thinking of, of a lot of different things. Students aren't thinking about that, right? Like they have kind of their own culture happening. And that's what AXIS is focused on, equipping us to to know a little bit more about what's happening with our students. So really, really good resource for switch leaders and for parents. Another question that was asked, and James, love to hear your answer on this. It says, do our Wednesday night message series go along with our weekend messages? And if not, how do we decide what direction we take our teachings? So there are absolutely times where we will very intentionally and strategically craft our switch series to thematically overlap with our weekend series. So for example, we are recording this near the end of 2023. If you have been attending church on the weekend this year, you would know that we did a six-week series walking through the book of Ruth, and it was a very like through the Bible study. And that was followed by a two-week series called How to Study the Bible. So on the weekend, we did eight weeks on how to study the Bible. In Switch, around that same exact time, we did our series, The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly, where we took seven weeks to walk through the good, the bad, and the ugly parts of the Bible to teach our students how to read it wisely and to better understand how all of it leads to Jesus and teaches us to become like Jesus. And if you're paying attention, you would notice that many of the things that we were saying on Wednesday night lined up with what Pastor Craig was saying on the weekend. That was absolutely intentional. Now, it's important to note that we don't always do that, though, because we know that there are certain things that it absolutely makes sense for our pastor to talk to adults on the weekend about that aren't quite as relevant to our students. And there are certain things that we need to talk to students about that are not as relevant to parents. And so what we try to do is thematically overlap with the weekend when it makes sense. Going into 2024, there's some really, really cool stuff planned for the weekend series. And what we're going to be doing in Switch, if you're paying attention, you will see thematically overlaps 
really, really well in January, February, and March. Now, it's not going to be the exact same, but it will line up in, I think, some really cool ways. Now, there's also going to be times where that's just not the case because, like I said, different audiences need to hear about different things in different ways. And we try to be really, really thoughtful to bring our best to whatever audience God has placed in front of us. So how do we decide what the things are? Well, we always go into each semester having had loads of conversations with youth pastors, with parents, with small group leaders to figure out what our students struggling with. What is the strength of their particular switch location? And what are some incredible stories of life change that remind us why we do what we do? And we use those conversations to draw out some of the big themes that we want to make sure to hit on each semester. From there, we'll map out the series based off of the schedule of the upcoming year. And then we will bring in a team of youth pastors to help us craft the messages for each week to make sure that we're doing the best we can to reach every student everywhere and disciple them into becoming fully devoted followers of Christ. I think sometimes people think, well, hey, in January, you you talk about this. And in February, you talk (laughs) about this. And in truth, there can be a little bit of a rhythm to things. Like I recognize that there can be a little bit of a rhythm to types of messages that happen certain types of year of the year. I I get that. But, you know, like we're around Easter every year. We're going to be talking about that. Right. So there's there's some rhythms. But that does in no way means that we are locked into, hey, this will be the topic in January and February and March. It, it changes all the time as right, it absolutely. should because it's making adjustments. So I, I appreciate that you guys do that. It's something that I've always appreciated that we are always paying attention to address what our students need. Okay, so this is kind of the last section. And these are going to be the first question short, but the, the last two are a little bit longer. What what I phrased this one, kind of the title I gave it is, are you committed to my kid? And so the first question was, how can I get in contact with my student's leader? Right. So there's a, there's a, there's a parent out there that is actually asking that question. Okay. So I just, I'm going to leave it at that. Okay. Because they, they don't know how to get in contact with their student's small group leader. Okay. So then the, the next two, these are a bit longer. This one says, as a parent of multiple kids in Switch at multiple age levels, I was curious about basic expectations of leaders. One of my kids had leaders who went above and beyond, and others did not. One planned a get-together over the summer, and others didn't. And that's fine. I was just curious why. Right. So this parent's going like, hey, it's fine. I'm not like upset. It's just that my kids, my two different kids are experiencing this significant contrast in what they're getting from their small groups. And I was just wondering, is there an expectation or or why, why are they so different? And then the last one, this is a post that a parent put on one of our Facebook pages and just asking a question. And she was asking it as a lot of switch leaders were responding to a question. They were responding why they love switch so much, their favorite thing about switch. And a parent posted this and it stuck out to me. It says, I have a question for you leaders that all sound wonderful, by the way. My kids sometimes take breaks from Switch to attend other youth groups in our town with their school friends. They don't go to school in the town of the campus we attend. And I'm always bothered that their leaders never reach out to see if they're okay or how they've been. It feels like it's not noticed that they've been away. I'm a Life Kids leader, but due to their age, the age of the kids and Life Kids, I can't text them or anything. 
but I know that my middle schooler and high schooler have shared contact information with their switch leaders. Can anyone give me insight into that? So what I would say is leaders listening, for one, if you were the leader and you heard me read this question, you're like, oh man, I think that parent's talking about me, right? So <laughs> I'm not, listen, I'm not trying to shame you, okay? So like these questions weren't to shame you. They were more because I, I actually know for a fact that these same questions are asked all the time. So the, these are not unique. This is not like I just picked out questions and went, hey, I've never heard that one before. I actually thought I should share that question because I have heard it so many times, so many times where parents say, man, I have two very different experiences. Now, the truth is you're going to get a different experience. That's just the truth. I mean, everybody's different and people lead differently. And so you're going to get a different experience. But when a parent is saying, man, it just feels like my kid isn't noticed or it feels like there's just, you know, nobody's reaching out and following up. It points out to me, like it really stands out to me that parents recognize when you go above and beyond. And they are so grateful for that, right? Because they see the value in it in their kid's life. And they also recognize when their kid's in a small group where maybe there's nobody going above and beyond, or maybe they're in a small group where they miss and nobody really follows up. And in truth, I think a lot of us undervalue follow-up. Like we think, well, it's not that big of a deal. They'll be back in a couple of weeks. But we don't realize the message that it sends when nobody reaches out. And I know because I've been on both ends of this, right? Like I've been on the end where nobody checked in and I've been on the end where I didn't check in and I know that it matters. And so I hope that if you're listening, I hope that you'll take stock and just ask yourself, hey, am I doing this well? And if you are, then man, keep doing it. And if you're not, then challenge yourself to do a little bit better in these areas. And if you haven't made contact with parents, do that right away. Make sure that you're connected to them. Yeah, I think that's so good. I'm hearing this and I'm not, I'm not choosing shame because that's not what you're giving, but I am choosing to be convicted because I'm a middle school yeah. dude, small group leader. And early on in my first year as the small group leader, I was so proactive about partnering with parents. But now that I've been leading them for their sixth grade year, their seventh grade year, and now their eighth grade year, I'm not going to lie. I've gotten a little bit lazy on this end. Yeah. And I could be the person that that parent is talking about. And so I feel convicted. Yeah. And so what I think we should all set as the bare minimum as small group leaders is that we make sure that every parent at least, at least knows our name, knows that we love their kid and knows how to contact us if they need to. Like that right there, the bare minimum. Do they know your name? Do they know you love their kid? And if you haven't told them the answers, they probably don't know that. And then they, do they know how to contact you if they need to? Like that's the bare minimum. Obviously, there are some of you that are already going way above and beyond because you are connecting with your students outside of Switch on a regular basis. And if that is you, fantastic. If you're at the state of, I've done the bare minimum, right? Like they know my name, they know I love their kid, and they know how to get in contact with me. The next level for you is to proactively begin following up with your students. And if you don't have like a group me set up, that's a great place to start. 
Or maybe just start by reaching out to one of your students each week outside of Wednesday. Like you don't have to do everything for everyone all the time, but do for a few what you wish you could do for all. That's what it means to lead small. And, and that's what absolutely. I need to absolutely get better at. And so this right here is not just from us to you as leaders. It is from us to me right. <laughs> and the rest well, of you. <laughs> because right. there are for sure things that, man, I feel really good about the way that I'm leading my group. And this is an area where I know I need to get better. And so, Josh, I really appreciate you choosing this as a podcast topic because I know it's going to be helpful for a lot of people because I know it's helpful for me. You know, it's interesting. A lot of people think that people that create content or pastors when they're doing a message, they think, man, they're preaching on this because they have mastered it. And they just don't realize that a lot of times we're talking about things because we're convicted about it or because we're it's something that we're working on in our lives. And it's something that God has gone, you know, put to the forefront of our minds to go, hey, this is important. And so make sure that there's a conversation. I, I think of it this way. When I was in Switch as a student, if something big happened in my life, my parents made sure my small group leader knew because they knew that I would want him to walk through it with me. Hmm. And so if you're a small group leader, I would just encourage you to go, hey, I want to make it my goal that I can build enough of a relationship with parents and enough trust with those students that even if I'm not their best friend, if something big happens in their life, their parents will trust me enough to shoot me a text or give me a call and let me know, hey, my kid's going through something right now. Yeah. And I just needed to let you know because I know you're on my team and I know you're on their team. Yeah. And there's nothing big for you to fix and there's not a huge thing I need you to do. I just knew that you were one of the people in their corner and I wanted you to know. And so I'd encourage you to, to put it at the top of your list to go, I want to get to that point where I'm, I'm trusted and they know that I'm on their team. Hey, we, we love you guys. And we're kind of wrapping up soon next week. We will have a podcast next week and then we're taking a break for Christmas. And I just want to encourage you to finish strong. Okay. So you've got a couple weeks left where they're still going to be coming in the building. If they don't have contact information, if students and parents don't have your contact information, do it right now. Make sure that they get it right now before there becomes this barrier, this gap that is Christmas break. So don't waste any more time. Hope that you guys have a really great week and we look forward to having you back next week. Make sure that you're sharing the podcast with other Switch leaders. Thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.